From Commando.com, this is Commando on Demand, where we talk to the industry movers and shakers to keep you up to date on everything digital. We'll get started in a moment, but first, we'd like to recognize and thank our partners who help make these Commando on Demand podcasts possible. Twenty eighteen was an interesting year for tech, to say the least. Between anxiety-inducing social media network breaches and new forensic DNA databases to buggy mobile devices and killer driverless cars, it'd be easy to say we've seen it all. But now we haven't entered into 2019. I have to wonder what tech devices might be joining us this year. Which ones won't see the light of day? Well, that we've got you covered. Mike James for Kim Commando. On today's Commando On Demand episode, we journey through ghosts of the tech industry's past, exploring everything from Google goggles to Wi-Fi-enabled wine bottles. 2018 was one of many twists and turns for Google, which actually made it into the tech product memoriam twice. That's right. In today's podcast, there's not one, but two Google products that won't be joining us in 2019. I know, very sad. The first of those is Google Goggles. This image recognition mobile app was developed and released in 2009 in Google's attempt to make the visual world more easily searchable. Google Goggles. Did you ever try those? No. Google Goggles were, in fact, a way to interpret what was going on in your surroundings. Someone with the app could hold their phone up to something they wanted to know more about, take a picture, and read all about it. The app worked with anything from facts about historical landmarks to product details based on barcodes. A YouTuber for the channel Pocket Now explained back in 2010 how impressed he was with the technology. Forgive me in advance, but what it lets you do is it harnesses the power of Google to search stuff using your phone's camera. So there's lots of cool stuff that it can do. It can search for books. It can search logos. It can search barcodes. It can even scan business cards and contact information and allow you to import them right into your phone. So it's really cool. But they just introduced something else, and that's a translate module. The product had a large range of items that it could identify, but many struggled with the inconsistency. Sometimes Google could immediately provide related links describing an item, and other times, not so much. So it was no surprise when the product lost its intrigue around 2012, as users grew unfazed by the glitchy technology. The app stopped updating in 2014 and finally received its official death notice in August of 2018. The lack of concern surrounding this end to Google Goggles suggests that, well, Visual searches can certainly be useful when they work. Technology limitations still make it kind of a hit or miss idea. But the end of Google Goggles doesn't mean saying goodbye to modern image recognition technologies for good. Google has also developed technologies labeled Google Glass and Google Lens. Now, these, however, will not be mobile apps. Instead, they'll be wearable technology. While Google Glass entered public discussion in 2013, it did face resistance from those opposed to the camera feature, which meant that someone with the device could record any person at any time without them knowing. Though these wearable technologies will continue to face this type of backlash, it's likely that smart glasses will hang around in 2019 and potentially even with innovative updates. 
What other technology is Google leaving behind in 2018? Well, we'll get to that in just a moment. First, we'd like to recognize our partners at Simply Safe who help make these commando on demand podcasts possible. Simply Safe is a fantastic security system. With Simply Safe, there's never any hidden fees or long-term contracts, and because they want everybody to feel safe in their homes, Simply Safe prices are always honest and fair. Round-the-clock professional monitoring will bring the police anytime there's even the slightest hint of a problem. And there are six monitoring centers across the country, which means nothing, not even earthquakes, floods, or tornadoes will interrupt your protection. Simply Safe is built for the unexpected, just loaded with safeguards. It keeps working even during local power and Wi-Fi outages. Even if a burglar smashes your keypad, the police will be on their way. Plus, the system is so easy to use. It's incredibly intuitive, and it takes only minutes to set up in your home. Just open the box, plug it in, no drilling, no wires. Order your Simply Safe system right now at simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com. All right, welcome back to Commando on Demand. And before we were talking about what other technology Google is leaving in 2018. It's none other than Google+, Plus, which Google announced that they would be shutting down in October of 2018. But come on, this isn't a huge shock. For years, Google+, Plus has been the punchline of jokes. So when Google claimed that the Cambridge Analytica scandal that happened at the beginning of 2018 brought them to reconsider the risks of data breaches, well, we all had our doubts. Of course, the Cambridge Analytica scandal revealed that British political consulting firm Cambridge Analytica had harvested the personal data of millions of people using Facebook. Now, this led to controversy surrounding online ethics, privacy, and data sharing practices. Google's hopes to eliminate the risk of data breaches and consequent lawsuits was valid. But we've been talking about Google Plus and its issues since it went public in 2010. The beta invite-only version led to a delay in user retention, and the features were, let's just say, difficult to navigate. Now, to be fair, the Facebook data scandal possibly had a small hand in the matter, but let's be honest, this coffin had a lot of other nails in it before the final nail was hit. Here's Kim and Andrew on the Kim Commando Show. Uh, Google Plus. Did you ever have a Google Plus account? No, but we did when Google Plus went out of business. We had tons of people calling in, and I mean two, that said, (laughs) now that my Google Plus is shut down, what am I going to do for my social network? We actually had people calling in upset that Google Plus was going away. Meanwhile, Google Plus, Google said about it, you know, nobody's really using it anyway. (laughs) It has all these security issues. So rather than us fix it. We'll just dump it. Well, that's what I told him. I said, the six people that you talk to on Google+, Plus, just tell them to go over to Facebook with you. <laughs> so like Andrew said, some adamant Google+, Plus users were upset at the platform's sudden end. As a matter of fact, we had a call on the show about this. Apparently, not everyone prefers Facebook and Instagram. Here's YouTuber Matthew Moore. This was very disappointing when I learned this because I like Google+. I'm not a fan of Facebook. I'm not a fan of Twitter or any of these other platforms, but I do like Google+. I use it quite a bit. A lot of people in our Couple Linux community and the Tech Cafe community, they use Google+, as well. Um, but it looks like the user uh, interaction on Google+, isn't what they want it to be. It says here 90% of Google+, user sessions last for less than five seconds. I find that hard to believe. Uh, I know a lot of people that use Google Plus very heavily. Um, But there is another issue here. There was a massive data breach back in March uh, that Google didn't tell anybody about. And the API that Google Plus is built on 
uh, is responsible for the data breach. So instead of going through the trouble to fix it, because they don't have the user interaction that they want, Google has decided that the easiest thing to do is just kill it. Sorry, Google Plus users, that won't be enough to bring this platform from its death march. Our next dying mention belongs to a popular camera brand. Can you guess what it is? So what camera brand put one of their devices in the darkroom for good? Well, in 2018, Canon's film camera is no more. Digital cameras have long dominated the photography world. So when Canon announced the official end to its 80-year run selling film cameras at the end of this past May, it came as a shock to some, with recent trends embracing instant film cameras with nostalgic charm, Canon's EOS 1V might have stood a chance in the marketplace if it stuck around, but that option was off the table. The camera came out in 2000, but production stopped in 2010, and the Canon company has been selling their remaining inventory since then. Does this mark the end of an era? Well, here again is Kim and Andrew. Canon film cameras. Uh, This actually brings up an interesting question. Can you still go to a place and get film developed? Yes. Like Walgreens and CVS, do they still do it? No, you have to go to like a, you have to mail it into a specialty place and, you know, but, you know, some people still use film because they love that. They think that it's a lot better. I mean, then being able to take a digital image. I mean, uh, but so now you have the uh, the Canon, the film cameras. In, 19, in 2018, Canon made it more difficult. They discontinued the EOS 1V, the last film camera. I found it shocking that they stopped making these cameras in 2010, but still had enough supply to sell them up until now. You know, what happened to Kodak? I mean, I mean, but Kodak, if any company sure. should have owned the digital image marketplace... Kodak. But didn't we, I mean, why we say the same, can say the same thing about like a blockbuster. Why did Netflix become a worldwide multi-billion dollar, the most powerful entertainment company in the world and blockbuster disappeared? Or AT&T. They had a phone line. They had a monopoly. They had a phone line in every person's home in the entire country. Can't sell a cell phone and save their lives. No, because if you don't innovate, you evaporate. Well, maybe Canon evaporated their film products, but film continues to be embraced across the world. Many people would even argue it's made a huge comeback in the past couple of years. And there are benefits to shooting on film. Stephen Amaya, who's the creator of the Film Camera Reviews YouTube channel, shared his thoughts on why consumers should continue to shoot on both film and digital. So film and digital, it's kind of the same thing. Why, you know, they're two different mediums, but they're both photography. And, you know, why would you limit yourself to just digital, really, when, you know, you could have so much fun also shooting a different medium, but within the same subject uh, with film. So film and digital, to me, mirror this. Film is a slower process. It's less immediate. You don't see the photos right away like you do with digital. But the final output from the film is a negative and prints. So it's more permanent than digital. Um, you can clearly uh, get digital photos printed, but how many of us bother to get you know those all those pictures you take on your mobile phone or your digital camera actually printed um, and properly put in an album? Whereas with film, you drop it in a lab. I use Boots in the UK, 
and you have physical prints and negatives that will last forever. So as we mourn the death of Canon's final film camera, take comfort in knowing film is very much still alive. And May 2018 brought about more than just an end to the final Canon film camera. It also saw the end to one of Best Buy's brands. And that's just ahead. Right now, a few words from our partners who help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. Twenty eighteen also saw the end to Best Buy's two hundred and fifty remaining mobile stores. Despite predictions of growth and positivity on the smartphone market, the company decided that the phone-focused stores didn't bring enough business to the company in the end. Best Buy mobile stores. Now, I have to tell you, my husband has purchased two things from a Best Buy mobile store. I have never seen one in existence. Oh, you never have? Okay. No. All right. Let me tell you what it is. It's a kiosk. Okay. And it looks like an oversized vending machine. Right. It's a little bit bigger. But in this oversized vending machine, you could buy a MacBook. You could buy uh, noise-canceling headphones. You could buy earbuds. These are the ones that are at the airports? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, so Barry walked by one and said, oh, I need new noise-canceling headphones. Okay. So he bought his noise-canceling headphones. And I think think another time he bought earbuds. Okay. So, but no, they're out of business. I thought that was actually a pretty good idea. Kim is right. The change made sense for the tech store. Reuters reported that the stores only contributed a little over 1% to the company's overall revenue. But Best Buy will continue selling mobile phones online and, of course, in their stores. So don't get too down about this tech loss. And roll the music. In 2018, Best Buy said goodbye to its mobile stores, but it also bid adieu to CDs. That's right, folks. The once popular music format just isn't selling the way it used to. In an era where anyone can have music on their iPhone at the touch of a finger, people don't invest in hard copies of music anymore. Record players did see a resurgence in recent years, but it's clear that revenue streams for the aged CD format at Best Buy are rapidly decreasing. Here's a quick fact and breakdown from Review Tech USA. Now, just to give you a perspective how much the mighty CD has fallen, back in 2001, there were over 800 million albums sold in the U.S. Almost a billion CDs were sold in the U.S. 17 years ago. In 2017... There was 89 million CDs sold, which honestly, that number kind of surprises me. I didn't think that many CDs were still being sold in the U.S. in 2017. Like ReviewTech USA, Andrew was surprised at CD sales too. CDs are no longer offered for sale at Best Buy either. No, this was this, this year. That was they it. were still making money though. That was the more shocking news, that people were still going to Best Buy to buy CDs. Yeah, right? But they said they could replace it with something that would make more profit, but they were still making a profit with their CD section. So what do you think Best Buy is going to sell? I mean, if you think about cars, (laughs) yeah, I mean, what is Best Buy? Because right now, I mean, you can go on Amazon, you buy a TV, an Xbox, whatever it may be. I mean, refrigerators. But I've been to a Best Buy recently within the last couple of weeks. There's people there. The line was long. I mean, people are What are they buying? Video games, movies, vacuums. Really? Yeah. I was as shocked as you are. Cell phones. The line to get a cell phone was like six people deep. I had to buy a burner phone. 
long story. No, long story. We've got time. <laughs> no, I had to buy a burner phone. Okay. Okay. You met up with Pablo Escobar, <laughs> sat down, had lunch. Okay, for a family member. Okay. <laughs> okay. Long story. Is that new movie Mule about you, Kim <laughs> yeah, Commando? I and I went to Fry's and I, you know, I had never purchased a burner phone before. Sure. Okay. Why are you winking? Go ahead. So I, so I'm like, <laughs> where are the, where are the burner phones? <laughs> They're not called that. <laughs> this woman looks at me like, oh, it's aisle six right next to the heroin. <laughs> <laughs> so I and then I said, "Oh, you know, like the the pay as you go phone, right?" Because I'm going to commit a crime and I need not to be traced by police. <laughs> you know, and that's why it's the kiosk. I mean, or for the stand, it's right at the front. <laughs> so I'm standing there. Where are the burner phones? <laughs> I'm standing there, and I'm like, I'm trying to get the phone off of the, you know, because it's all like, you know, the thing, you know, where the, the yeah, pegs, yeah, yeah. you know. So I'm trying to get the phone off the pegs. But they're all locked down. I wonder why. <laughs> they're only purchased by criminals. And I'm like, so I said this to the woman. I said, because, you know, like they have like where you like you get cash and stamps and stuff in front of this area. The customer service department. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I'm like, excuse me, why are they all locked down? And she said, well, we need a special key for that. And I said, well, because I just want to see what it looks like, what it feels like. So she brings in one key, another key, and another key. I mean, she put literally like three keys. And the phone's like 25 bucks, okay? <laughs> and then you have to buy cards for like 60 minutes, 120 right. minutes. Okay, this was like a whole new experience for Now, me. did you buy your tub to make meth in right after that, or did you wait <laughs> till it wasn't all in the same receipt? But here it gets better. It gets, it gets even better. So there's this long line for customer service. And here, now I'm carrying my burner phone. <laughs> In the 60 minutes. Okay. And it's like really like 12 people deep. And I look at her and go, because this is, we've bonded over the keys. Sure. Okay. So I said, you know, excuse me, do I have to wait in this long line to pay for the burner phone? And she corrects me. She says, it's the pay as you go phone. Right. I said well, that. And she says, you can use the self-serve kiosk. Oh. So I go to the self-serve kiosk and I, and it's not getting the bar. It was just like this, this. Crime doesn't pay. It sounds like crime doesn't pay. And let's not forget to take a moment for the end of the CD-ROM. In 2018, Best Buy discontinued CD-ROMs, but it's not long before they become entirely obsolete, a relic of the past sold only by retail shops. Now, this next item that died with 2018 might not come as a big surprise to you. Products like Echo and Alexa innovated the field of home robotics. So when Mayfield Robotics announced that they would discontinue their Curry robot in July of 2018, a lot of people couldn't help but wonder why. Next on our list is the Curry robot. Never heard of it, so I'm not shocked that it went out of business. uh, It was the little personal assistant you could relate to, and you could talk to it, and it would do things. A personal assistant that doesn't work? I already have that, and it's called Siri. But that enthusiasm wasn't enough to keep Curry in production. Mayfield Robotics explained that the $700 a piece robots no longer fit the business goals of the company. This might have been related to the fact that while interest in Curry was high, pre-orders were low. So, here's to you, Curry. The death of the beloved robot Curry surprised many in the tech world, but one ending that surprised no one was the death of the Uber self-driving car. Why? Because the car killed a pedestrian in Arizona. 
According to the New York Times, the self-driving car was equipped with a sensor system. It was in an autonomous mode when it struck a woman who was crossing the street with her bike. Inside the car, a human safety driver was at the wheel, but she wasn't able to react in time. It took place right here in Arizona, home to Commando.com. The Uber self-driving auto truck. Well, I mean, we know why Uber's self-driving division when uh has not is not very very successful. Are they back yet? I do think I saw that they were I don't know if they're driving but I know that they're active again here in the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona in the Tempe area. Now, I heard I I heard that the Waymo cars that they're launching in Chandler and Tempe, a right. community outside of Phoenix. I heard that people in those communities are pretty upset and they're like taking their guns and they're shooting the tires. I live in Tempe. Well, I lived in Tempe when I uh, when you had a house. Correct. Yeah, uh, we would see a Waymo car, Waymo car, five six times a day. I mean, they are constantly mapping out Tempe. Did you ever get nervous? No, I wouldn't talk to the guys. I was so curious about what they were doing. Now, the Waymo company that Andrew was referring to is another leader in self-driving car technology. Both Uber and Waymo were beta testing their technology in Tempe, Arizona. So it's no shock that he frequently saw Waymo cars in that area. Though Uber did face a minor setback and temporarily put its self-driving cars on hold, his tech death is likely only temporary. So we'll hold the funeral music on this one. Now, one of the last tech deaths we're going to mention today is the friendliest feeds feature on Facebook. The social media platform announced in July of 2018 that they would no longer be keeping the capability. This feature was a way to read specific people's updates in their own separate news feeds within the Facebook app. In a way, it filtered content and made getting more important information about more important friends easier. Most Facebook users were unbothered by the change. This is likely because few users actually adopted the feature. In a 2011 report by Facebook, 95% of Facebook users hadn't made a single list. But with or without this sudden removal of the friends list feature, Facebook has seen major declines in user growth, according to a 2018 report by Variety. Many, including Kim, no longer use Facebook for personal use. Facebook. I've heard of it.、Um, the friend list feeds. What is? I mean, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore. So you quit you, bragging. <laughs> Gosh, I am so done with. You know, I'm tempted to get rid of it because you know I I put it on deactivation zone, right? Right. Okay. And but I'm still getting these notifications. So and so, you know, somebody's trying to log into your account. Somebody's trying to log into your account. But if I if I get rid of my personal account, I get rid of the show account. You can't do that. I know. So I, that's why I still have to have like the stupid account sitting out there. Why are you so Why are you so anti Facebook? It's a time suck. It doesn't do anything. I mean, it doesn't add any value to your life. So those who continue to use Facebook claim it connects them to their friends and family, but the future of the platform is very unclear. We won't mourn Facebook as a website just yet, but we will give a moment of solemn silence to the friends list feed feature. Okay, that's enough. Now, our last tech death of 2018 is the Wi-Fi-enabled wine bottle. If you haven't heard of this device. Maybe you thought you heard me wrong. Why would we need a Wi-Fi-enabled wine bottle? Well, it turns out 
We don't, and nobody bought it. Despite the $6 million worth of startup funders that might argue otherwise, the wine-focused company announced it would stop production in March of 2018. Gee, we can't imagine why. According to company founder Vijay Manwani, the Kuvi smart wine bottle was meant to help people learn about wines while expanding the lifespan of a bottle. It requires a glass bottle and insertable wine cartridge. And while VJ assured consumers that the product wouldn't upcharge for the wine cartridges, it was hard for many to justify spending $178 on the glass bottle alone. But Cuvie's technology promised to preserve wine for 30 to 60 days. This would allow wine drinkers to have multiple bottles open simultaneously so they could drink by the glass rather than by the bottle. In addition, the Cuvie bottle could identify what cartridge had been placed in it and provide an in-depth description on the corresponding wine. While some wine lovers did value the way their wine could finally last longer... When I heard about Cuvée, I knew I just had to have it. My husband and I really love entertaining, having friends over, and while they used to come over and say, oh, just whatever you're having, now they love that they can come in the house and not have to settle for whatever's open because they know I have everything open. Party hosts might see a potential benefit in preserving multiple bottles of wine at a time, but the limited selection of wine cartridges available and the lack of utility for the average wine consumer were enough to limit the product's success. Now, despite the $6 million raised by various investors just two years ago, the company shut down for good in March. The QV Smart Bottle. Okay, so the whole idea was that you pop open a bottle of wine. Do you drink wine? No. Okay. I don't drink anything alcoholic. Except for eggnog with Southern Comfort. Eggnog is the definition of Christmas. You have to have eggnog. I would never drink eggnog. Oh, it's so good. Do you know how many grams of fat and cholesterol? See, I'm like totally Six like a party downer. Hundred thousand. <laughs> but it's delicious. The Kuvi Smart Bottle is intended for you to keep your wine fresh for up to 30 days. So if you pop open a bottle of wine, that's about four glasses of wine, Andrew. All right. And if you needed to keep that bottle of wine fresh for 30 days. Or what some people like to call Tuesday. Then you would be able to do that. There was a, uh, a Wi-Fi touchscreen in the front of the bottle that offered serving tips now, and would you transport pairings. your wine from your bottle into this Wi-Fi enabled bottle? Yes. Yeah, that I'm sh- I'm not shocked at all that that didn't work. But also, okay, four glasses of wine in 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saying that that's not uh... Okay. Who does that? Okay? I think, you know, not even the church does that. Okay? <laughs> And with that, the final dead technology product from 2018 is laid to rest. Now, we hope you enjoyed today's breakdown of tech that won't be joining us in 2019. But as we lay these products to rest, other technologies emerge. 2019 appears to be promising for the world of tech. And in this age, nothing can be certain except that this year things will be different. There are a few emerging products you can look out for. The first is blockchain-based identity and privacy. Now, we've mentioned the threat of data breaches throughout this podcast. 
Thanks to growing consumer awareness, it's likely we'll see increased precautions surrounding data protection in business. So what is this technology? Blockchain is a decentralized global network of computers or digital blocks that contain records of transactions. See, blockchain security methods use incorruptible encryption technology, which allows for personal security. Its ease of use combined with its tamper-proof nature makes it ideal for businesses storing company information. So this year, we'll see more businesses switching over to this method of data tracking. Another emerging technology that might affect you more directly in 2019 is the 5G network. While technologies in this area entered development in 2018, the 5G network will see its first release in March of 2019. So how does 5G differ from 4G? Well, for one, 5G is a lot faster than 4G. And by a lot, I mean 20 times faster. That means sending and receiving information through a network will happen at lightning speeds. If you thought the world moved quickly this past year, you might want to buckle up. This technology will connect the world in a way, well, that we've never seen before. Another major capability of 5G networks is the way it unifies tech devices. Whether you're in a car, kitchen, or at the office, your device will share cloud data. External hard drives may become obsolete as consumers increase their reliance on the global cloud-based storage systems. But if faster speeds and safe storage systems don't phase you, maybe this third product will. In early 2019, tech companies will begin beta testing GPS tracking chips. In August of 2018, a Wisconsin-based technology company known for microchipping willing employees announced plans to debut their microchip. This company is called Three Square Market. Their inner body chip device would be powered by heat and have a voice recognition feature in addition to the GPS capability. Reportedly, 92 of 196 company employees have been chipped. And the company president believes that while this device is convenient for employees, a far more beneficial use could be safety for medical patients suffering from Alzheimer's disease and dementia. In 2019, the tech company seeks approval on their inner body chips from the Food and Drug Administration. And if that doesn't sound like a giant leap in tech, I don't know what does. So, yes, there are devices that died on their way to 2019, but the ones on the horizon hold enormous potential for global change. One more thing I can tell you by 2019, you'll see more of podcasts from podnet.com and Commando On Demand. We guarantee you're going to love them. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to check out podnet.com for more podcasts. Plus, here are a few things that will be coming up that we want you to be aware of. If you visited our website, commander.com, recently, here's a little secret. We're working on a brand new look and fantastic new user experience. So visit commander.com to see new updates coming very, very soon. And if you're not a Kim's Club member yet, now's a great time to join. We are building a brand new Kim Commando community. And if you're wondering what it is, just think of it as a way for all Kim's Club members to engage with each other in a safe and secure social community setting. Your data will not be used to spy on you. Talk about a great way to start off a new year. 
without Facebook spying on you. And whatever your 2019 might hold, we thank you for listening and tuning in this past year and hope you continue to join us with new podcasts, a new website, new social community, airing globally on Bloomberg, and much, much more. Thank you from all of us at commando.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.